Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All righty then. Welcome. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm going to ride this pony for as long as the pony is on four legs. Uh, talking about climate change. And, of course, the news reports, a heat doom is going to be over in New York State. You know, think back to when you were a kid. Did you ever hear the term heat dome? Probably not. You heard about a heat wave. Linda Ronstadt actually sang a song about a heat wave. She didn't write it, but uh, you get the idea. 803-0930. Do you believe the climate is changing? Number one. Number two, are we as human beings responsible for it? And uh, if you're just joining us, look, of course I believe the climate is changing. The climate has always been changing. And I've referenced uh, 1000 AD, the little uh, mini optimum in England where the temperatures there were uh, what they are now in the south of France. I've referenced western New York where about 10, 15,000 years ago, whatever it was, I mean, nobody was keeping records back then, we were under um, a mile of ice. Okay, so of course, climate changes. Climate has always changed. Now, is mankind responsible and is it responsible in a significant way? That would be uh, those would be, I think, the uh, operative questions. I've never done this show before. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's get uh, back to the calls. Here's John in uh, Lancaster. You are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Well, uh, I've got it's to a agree with you, wonderful summer. And I've got to agree with your other callers also that, uh, yeah, the climate is changing. Uh, the whole thing about it being man-made, that's kind of a, that's a fallacy. You know, I've got on my desk at home, a fossilized piece of coral. And the thing is, I found that piece of coral in Allegheny County, 2,000 feet above sea level. So I think that climate changed. And this whole thing about it being a man-made thing is, uh, like I say, it's, it's pretty much a farce. Um, if you follow... But are you, are you basing your opinion solely on this bit of fossilized coral that is in your possession? Because as I open up my desk drawer, I have a rock... And here it is from uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts, um, the beach right by where Plymouth Rock is enshrined in that uh, absurd granite uh, mausoleum that they built. Well, not from the piece of coral per se. I've been I've been pretty much uh, an involved environmentalist since oh my god, since I was a young child. Well, see, God, God, uh, God, God bless you. Envir- I was an environmentalist up until about the mid seventies, and that's when the environmentalists got a little crazy. But okay, but okay, for, forgive me, forgive me for saying this. Okay, for asking you this question, it is an interrogative. Do you think that I am a hypocrite for saying 
I don't know that man has any influence on climate, but I am an environmentalist because I want clean air. I want clean water. That is why I stood with Jim Hanley and uh, Ms. Trembeth and everybody else against putting the wind turbines in Lake Erie. Because why dig up sediment? Why put sediment uh, into the water that has been covered under a layer of sand? I don't see the point of that economically. I don't see the point of that environmentally. And moreover, as I've said on numerous occasions during this program, I'm, you know, call me old fashioned, I'm a big believer in clean air and clean water. Do you think I'm a hypocrite? No, not at all. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a conservationist, which pretty much includes everything that is an environmentalist, but what's not an environmentalist. When the environmental motion started getting into the uh, the tree huggers and, 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 uh, and, you know, crystal worshipers, it got a little weird. I, I'm, <laughs> I've been very involved in science, environmental science, all of my life. Uh, that, that's literally how I made my living. When, If you remember back in the 60s when supposedly Lake Erie was dead, and you remember when, of course, uh, Eric Eichmann, who was a real big environmental, you know, I mean, he was he was the god back in the 70s. Now, he was talking about how we were heading towards a, uh, an ice age. Right. How by the 1980s, we were going to have food riots in the streets. Okay? And there's always been an environmental crisis. I mean, I mean, look at the ozone. The ozone layer. Wow, that heel or something? Um, that was a well, again, John, my friend, I, I hope I hope you will forgive. I hope you will forgive my chronic interrupting, and I apologize for this. But when I was like uh, 10, 12 years old, one of the TV networks literally ran an hour-long series during the energy crisis, and it was called "We Will Freeze to Death in the Dark." I've looked it up online. I can't find it anywhere, but I assure you, I remember it. I I, I also remember it. Yes, very much so. Um, you know, there's been so many environmental crises, and I mean, I'm in my late 60s, and I've, I've probably lived through, I don't know, probably a dozen of them. And it's it's always more of a, now it's, it's and I don't want to bring the politics into it, unfortunately, but I think there is a political aspect to this. I mean, even we talk about the electric cars, you know, and the electric cars have such a huge, a huge footprint compared to using natural gas compared to mm. using uh, our oil. I mean, if they wanted to really do something, instead of going electric cars, couldn't we just all go hybrids? That would have made a lot of sense right there. Look, you know, uh, you know what? It, it's funny you mention that, because uh, one of the cars that uh, Transit Town Kia let me drive this summer was a Sorento hybrid. And I will, and, and look, they're a paid sponsor. They let me drive the cars for free. And that Sorento hybrid was one of my favorite cars I've ever driven. I've also heard great things about the Porsche Taycan, which, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I'm i kind of tempted by it, to be very honest with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to have a hybrid pickup truck. I'd like to get 40 miles to the gallon. <laughs> That's you know? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, like I say, this whole this whole thing about the, the climate change, the climate is constantly changing. It's always changing. Uh, we're coming out of a mini ice age. That's why, as everyone has mentioned before, that's why it's warming up. Uh, one of the reasons that you know you're in the history. One of the reasons for the French Revolution was that it was so cold it was difficult to grow crops. That's why the French were starving. It was too cold for wheat, and they sort of refused to eat potatoes because that was the food of the common folk. Um, so, so they did the logical thing. They invaded Russia. 
yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they work out real good for him, too. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the whole thing is this climate change thing. And I, I don't want to bring, again, I don't want to bring the political aspect of it into it. But there, as you said, mentioned before by other callers also, India is a basket case. China is an environmental basket case. And when you look at the United States, actually, you know, we've probably got a, a good solid B-plus average in what we've done. I mean, just seeing the things that have been happening, uh, wildlife. I, I mean, I can go, I can drive a half hour from my house and I can see where bald eagles are nesting. Yes. Okay. I mean, and, and just and by the way, again, for, forgive my forgive my interruption, but you have to understand, people in their twenties and thirties don't understand how significant it is that we actually see bald eagles and osprey in this area because. In our lifetime, sir, as you are well aware, that would have been unimaginable. It would have been unthinkable. Oh, it, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. All right. Two of my, uh, my daughters are they're college-educated daughters. And, I mean, come on, both their parents are horticulturalists. And, and still we're, we're fighting against the liberalization of what they learned in school. And it's, it's ridiculous. There's, there's, there's just a mindset out there which is uh, – Again, and I don't want to bring the politics into it, but it, there's a lot of ignorance out there. People that really don't know the facts, don't know what's going on in this world, and it's 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 foolishness. Um, you know, there's the the melting ice, the melting ice, the melting ice. Where is all this this uh, rising oceans? I haven't seen any oceans rising yet. According to Al Gore, we should be like ten feet underwater if you lived in New York or Miami. Well, I mean, okay, let's let's um, look. I know that this is a political meme, but if they really believe the oceans were rising, why are they building their homes? And I'm talking about the uh, elite of this country on Martha's Vineyard, right on the shoreline of Martha's Vineyard. That makes no sense. Well, that's it, and it doesn't make any. sense. I mean, sense. other other than you know, they want to kill their chefs and and stuff. You know. Yeah, you know. So it's uh no, like I say, the whole the whole climate change thing. I think is a farce. The climate is changing. It's not something that it's going to be affected by man. We have a very, very minor impact on, on anything, to be honest. Um, you got to look at things in the, in, the, in the realm of the world. In the realm of human history, two, three, four hundred years is an eternity. But yet, in the life of planet Earth, we're talking a fraction of a second. It's nothing. And, and people are taking a very, very short-term look on things that are happening it's, it's just going to go on. It's going to get warm. It's going to get cold. Um, Lake Erie eventually is going to become a hardwood forest. But, you know, that's way in the future, but it's still going to happen. So, like I say, this whole climate thing I think is a joke. I think it has nothing more to do with just a lot of people gaining control and gaining a lot of money out of the deal. So, again, I mean, just, just to restate what you have said, you do believe in climate change, but you do not believe that man and woman – and non-binaries and transsexuals are are having a significant effect on it. None whatsoever. No, anything that we do is is almost is um, within a generation or two can can almost be like corrected. Just a nature on its own way of moving. Um, well, I I, I pre you're you're a first time caller, right? No, I've spoken to you a few times before about other situations. Okay, but no, I mean. One of the things that I personally enjoy is hearing from people who have never called a radio show before, because any radio show, about uh, 1% to 2% of the people call in, and when somebody says that they're a first-time caller, and you could have lied to me and said you were and made me feel a lot better about the situation, but um, I... 
You just say you're a first-time caller. I'm a first-time caller, Tom. Yes. Okay. I like to. I like to hear that. I uh, I appreciate your call, bro, and uh, thank you very much. Oh, uh, you take care. Bye bye. I'm trying. Believe me. Uh, it is uh, 20 minutes after four at News Radio 930 WBen. A uh, great discussion on climate change, and again, uh, forgive my repetition, but I do that in my personal life as well. Um, I'm grateful that the calls that have come in have steered away from them and us, liberal and conservative. And there's no reason there's there's no reason to be that way. There really isn't. We're talking about something which should be empirically measurable, which is not a subjective political opinion, which is based in fact and scientific fact. And I seriously, I appreciate that. 803-0930, because it ought not to be political. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you believe that climate change is taking place? But the real question is, is there anything we can do about it? Maybe we should contact the aliens and ask them. Did that show yesterday. Um, Alrighty then, let's get back to the calls. Climate change. Do you believe it is happening, number one? And I do. I do believe climate change is happening. I believe it's been happening since the genesis of the earth, to use a biblical term. Um, And the other thing is, are we responsible? And I have serious questions about that because climate change has been happening for millennia, well before human beings started making Acme widgets and Acme anvils. Let's go to uh, John in Williamsville. John, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, Tom, very much. It's great to be on. This, By the way, this is, a, this is a great topic. I am delighted that you're putting this on the air, and I would hope that you and the team there would consider doing this uh, more frequently or on some periodic basis because I, I don't. this problem with this climate change issue it is, is going to stay with us. And I think it will even it, it's going to get bigger over time. There's no doubt in my mind. So I like you, I agree with climate change. And then your second question is, is uh, human activity involved in it? And my opinion is, yes, to a large degree. And I see it seems to me that I'm different from the last from the people I've heard the last 40 minutes. Most people seem to be questioning it or have opinions uh, against it. Uh, for example, the climate has always changed. Go back a million, five million, ten million, you know, go back eons. But I, what concerns me is we need to look at facts. I mean, look more closely. And by that, I mean this. Um, the Industrial Revolution started in 1870, more or less. Mm. That's when we started to burn. We started to make steel. We started to uh, consume massive amounts of coal, coke, gas, you name it, trains, everything. Everything was filthy dirty. Uh, since then, back then, the uh, CO2 content of the atmosphere was 240 parts per million. Now, let me jump off to the ice cores that a couple of gentlemen mentioned earlier. Uh, allow me, excuse me, allow me to interrupt you. Um, sure. The science that you are citing, um, yeah. was it as accurate as the science today when you talk about carbon parts per million? Uh, more or less, yes. I mean, they could look at the data. 
Let me, uh, let me just give you... I'm going gonna, gonna to keep you on. Look, I'm going to keep you on after the news, okay? Because okay. you're a dissenting okay. voice. I, I want to hear what you have to say. I'm not going to cut you short. I'm not going to interrupt you. But I, I want to hear what you have to say. And I definitely appreciate your viewpoint because, uh, look, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just a schnook on the radio, okay? And uh, obviously, you care very passionately about that and uh, about this subject. And I'm not gonna not gonna cut you off. Not gonna yell at you. Not gonna scream at you. It just it just ain't gonna happen. I don't have it. Don't have it in me anymore. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. bit of uh, old Pink Floyd for you, and uh, let this be a lesson to you kids out there. Sid Barrett was a sex symbol in the late 1960s, and then he destroyed his mind with LSD. So let that be an example, children. Uh, anyway, it is uh, 437 at News Radio 930 WBEN, Bowerly, and uh, this is actually a show that Tim Wenger suggested last week, but... I, I kind of put it on the back burner, as I often do with things Tim says. Um, <laughs> and anyway, uh, talking about climate change and everywhere you look, Lake Mead is drying up. They're finding bodies that the mob dumped in 1972. And uh, I just want to find out if you think climate change is real and is it caused by man. And those are two separate and distinct issues. And I do believe absolutely that climate change is real. And I know that because of what I learned in elementary school at Brighton Elementary. Now, the effect to which man influences climate change, I'm not sold uh, at all. But let's go to, uh, is it was it John with whom we left off on line three there? John in Williamsville. Okay. Excuse me, John in Williamsville. I apologize for having to cut you short before the news break, but I'm a no prisoner problem. of the no. clock, and I want to hear what you have to say, my friend. I understand. It's com- you know, a commercial. We live in a commercial society. I get it. Well, thanks. I appreciate you keeping me on. Well, my my basic point is that there's a lot of science out there and data, and there's a lot more being collected, literally monthly and available. What bothers me is that not a lot of people. A lot of people have more opinion than uh, than fact about it. And if we'd spend more time, and I do this, we all do this, I'm an older fellow now, but we spend most of our life with our energy defending our position and not being open to hearing what else is going on. So uh, just a few science facts I'd like to put in front of you. Uh, okay. One, they, they've got ice cores, uh, well-established, scientifically taken, and uh, really high-quality people, the best on the planet, going back 850,000 years. 850,000 years of ice cores. They can look at it literally, you know, they can split it by ages, and they can determine how much CO2 was, was in the atmosphere from, from now all the way back then. 
And long story short, the average going from 850,000 years ago to today, the average has basically been 240 parts per million. Okay? Now let's jump to the Industrial Revolution, which started in 1870. That's when humanity started to you know, make steel, uh, burn coal, coke, uh, trains. We got really active in all these billowing smokes you see on, on a 100-year-old film. The, <clears throat> it started then. And today, because of all that, the CO2 uh, ppm in the atmosphere today is 420. That's a 50% increase. 50% in 150 years. That's not trivial. So when you look at the, the line from ice cores for 850,000 years, it's fundamentally flat. It's a flat sine curve. But when you get to our current life, it goes straight up like a rocket. Now, what we need to do is say, what caused that? Did we do it? Did man do it? Is it CO2? Is it UFOs? And, and I had, I'm leaning toward a human activity. Now, Tomorrow, new information may come up and it may change my mind completely. Right. But, I, you know, science is not necessarily the truth. Science is the pursuit of the truth. Yes. It's an active process. So, remember, the sun used to be the center of the universe in the 800s. Um, and another thing to think about like that. I, I believe you meant to say the Earth used to be the center of the universe. Correct. Thank you. Very good. Um and also uh, the whole issue about is the earth flat or round? We still have flat earthers. It's a flat earther society. So if you, this is, this is you know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke, but, you know, look out the front door. Go out and, and buy a 10- or 12-foot uh, carpenter's level and put it down in the street. And it's flat, so one could conclude that the earth is flat. But we know it's not flat. And some of the people who defend... And, and try to make arguments that human activity is not involved, it seems to me uh, could use, you know, more input and more data. I think the society, S-T-E-M, science, technology, energy, and math, I think, frankly, we have been deficient. I've heard you several times on your show talk about when, when you and I were young and in school, we probably got a better education then than kids are getting today. No, please, please don't remind me of being younger. I, I appreciate that. But see, one one of the problems, and and I respect everything that you are saying. Okay, right. but one of the problems is that uh, summer melting of these ice cores can cause yeah. dating to be rather difficult. Um, also, the amount of uh, snowfall can can cause dating to be difficult. Uh, what would you say to that? Well, I, I would, you know. I wasn't there. I didn't do the, you know, I didn't do the, the drilling or I didn't do the analysis, but the scientists doing this, you know, these are top shelf people, you know, some of the best on the planet, true PhD scientists. I trust them. Um, and they're putting their name on their work. I mean, you can see videos on, on, uh, on shows that, that, that go into this, delve into it at great length. And if you watch it, you're probably going to come away convinced, you know, like I am. At the at the North Pole, you know, there are petrified tree tree roots up there. Did you know that? You can go up there. No, and they because they... well, uh, obviously, because Santa had to build his sled out of something. <laughs> That's for the wood kid. But seriously, I couldn't believe it. They walked into a, a, an area, and they right out in front of you, and it was like a, a missing forest, but in place were petrified tree stumps sticking out of the ground in the Arctic. Yes, it's a legitimate. It's it's actually true. The other thing is, 
uh, Niagara Falls and the whole escarpment, you know, where we live. Right. 400 and, 420 million years ago, we were at the equator. Things do change, but they change for a reason. So to say that the climate has always changed, to me, is not drilling deep enough. You need really to pay attention and look, you know, what are we doing? The world burns 100, or 100 million barrels of oil a day. That's just oil. That's not coal. That's not natural gas. That's not methane. That's not breath. That's not carp, cow poop. All that, all that other stuff, you know, jumps in and does it. And then one last thing. You've been very generous with your time. Um, a gallon of gasoline weighs eight pounds, more or less, right? When I, when I drive my car, and I'm still driving a, 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 a gasoline-burning car, I've got friends of mine are badgering me to get rid of it. But a gallon of gas weighs eight pounds. When I burn it, I generate 20 pounds of CO2, one gallon of gas. And we consume, as humans, I just don't think we appreciate the impact that, that our human activity and the quality of our life here has on it. Now, China and India brought up earlier. Those are great points. But somebody has to lead, and the U.S. traditionally leads in a lot of these things worldwide. China and India, China, you know, leads the world in solar panel manufacture. I think they lead the world in wind, windmill installation. They are leading in coal-fired power plants. But ultimately, they're going to have to change. I used to work with a guy who lived in Beijing, and he literally moved his family out because it was so dirty. And you may remember in the Beijing Olympics that they stopped, uh, they stopped people from driving cars in Beijing for three weeks before the Olympics started because right. the air was just so foul and polluted. So let me, let me ask you this, John. And, yeah. you know, I, look, I, I respect your point of view, um, and I appreciate the fact that you recognize that I've been very generous with time and I'm not trying to you cut have. you off or cut you short or anything like that because <laughs> not not what this this is you know it's, it's just not what this is about if you had your way what would you do if you were king of the world what would you do uh, well I I think the first thing we need to do is to everybody a little education we, we need to learn I always believe a problem well identified is half solved we all need to identify what is the problem. The problem is we have climate change and warming, and you need to look at what's causing it. You can make a list of things. I believe it's, it's these gases that are, are proven to be insulating gases and to take appropriate action. You know, drive less, more efficient cars, burn less coal. All this stuff is out there. There's no real magic science there. What's missing is appreciating the science, believing that you have an impact, and then and then doing something personally about it. You know, if we all, if we all own a little piece of this thing, we, we can fix it. So we're, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Well, you know, we, we do. I mean, key. look, I think that you and I can both agree that in our very brief time on this planet, we need yeah. to be stewards of the earth. Uh, we're exactly. in agreement on that, right? Yes, sir. So I, I just, I just want to know what the truth is. Um, I am very grateful for your phone call. I'm grateful for your opinion, and we will see what other people have to say. But I hope that you will feel free to call in the future now that you know that I'm not some ogre who's going to yell and scream at you. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm happy to. And, as I, and I, thanks for the opportunity. And I, I really think you, you, might, you might consider do, doing a show like this again in the future. 
is this topic, this, in my opinion, this topic, it's not going away. It's only, it's only going to get bigger. So, again, no, thank you for your generosity. I appreciate it. Oh, my, my, my pleasure, John. Thank you very much. Um, whether you agree with John or disagree with John, um, that, that's fine. I mean, you can call in 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. Um, I, I must confess, though, I'm not a fan of electric cars because when I get in the car, I like to go where I'm going, and if I have to stop once or twice for gas, I will stop once or twice for gas. I don't feel like spending an hour at a charging station uh, with my electric car. Although that take <clears throat> the take hand from what I hear is really pretty awesome. All right, here is uh, John in uh, Chintawaga. John, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. You know, Tom, I think you're an ogre, but I keep calling, so you're doing something right. Uh, (laughs) I've been called worse than ogre. Hey, if there's four-letter words that you're going to call me, I'm okay with ogre. Um, (laughs) I I like your point of view about when we're talking about these, uh, you're looking at ice cores. And thank you, because the first thing that runs through my mind is ice snow melts, then it refreezes. So how does that take? 850,000 worth of data and possibly compress it. Are we looking at far longer amounts of data, but being compressed by the seasonal thaws and refreeze? Well, look, you, you raise a very interesting point because in terms of measuring climate change, ice cores are considered to be the gold standard of metrics. However, they are somewhat problematical. Now, to what degree they have done the algorithms to determine how problematical they are, I do not know. But, it, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. And, you know, one of the problems, and obviously I want you to speak and not myself to speak, John, but uh, one, one of the problems is that we, as human beings, um, we view time as human beings and the earth views time in this glacially slow uh, geologic fashion yeah and that's you know i think that's probably the biggest point we talk about a human life cycle what's the average 80 years right and you know we've kept records we're, we're talking about the warmest water ever in florida 101 degrees potentially the lo- the hottest the water or the ocean has ever been in the history of anything oh we've only kept records since 1880 right so we're talking now one and a half human lifespans over the course of however many thousands of years or hundreds of years that we've even been on this continent on this side of the earth humanity 200,000 years keep extrapolating it back and then all of a sudden you realize wow we're, we're a blip on the radar and when people don't acknowledge that i think we get this common concept that absolutely every single thing we do has a consequence i believe it i do firmly believe that what i do has a consequence do i think that mankind is the leading cause of climate change personally no but i'm not dumb And I do know that we are doing things to exacerbate an already precarious situation. I mean, nobody look, nobody on this show, nobody on this show has been dumb. Okay, Um, I need you to I I, I need you to hold on because I got a break for traffic. But I want to hear what you have to say as much as I did, uh, John, in Williamsville. And uh, again, I mean, look, I value your opinions um, on the program and nobody's going to get yelled at. Nobody's going to get screamed at. And I think it's an important issue. Do you believe in climate change and do you believe that man is responsible for it? 
Um, some of you have some opinions, some of you have other opinions, and as far as I'm concerned, they're all equally valid. So don't worry about calling in and uh, you know getting yelled and screamed at, because uh, at this point in my life, I'm kind of past that. Okay, uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. Uh, John in uh, Chictawaga, want to give you the chance to uh, wrap up uh, your calls, your thoughts. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll keep it brief for you, but... Um what three years ago we went through that thing that nobody talks about anymore and if you remember uh people would get sick and i remember there being cases where i because i had friends and family unfortunately that were afflicted with it and we saw some death as a result of it um and i i do remember when somebody already had copd or they had chronic insert disease and then all of a sudden they had covid and then we said that the leading cause of death was covid and the truth of the matter was is that in a lot of these cases, it exacerbated an already underlying situation. Now, one of the things that I don't hear a lot of the pro uh, or I guess the anti-man climate thing, but we, we love to talk about how much CO2 is being pumped out over the course of the last couple hundred years. But you know what they conveniently don't want to talk about um, is in 79 AD, one of the largest releases of carbon dioxide that we're aware of because of geological findings Right. when Vesuvius and Pompeii exploded. And that caused uh, a European cooldown for almost a 10-year period. And that was off of a single event. One event that this planet gave in a very small region of the planet caused almost an entire continent to see a cooldown for what they believed to be at least a decade. These events are far more, uh, far more common, but just like you were saying, Tom, in the scale of our human lifespan, we only see the 80-year blips, and now we've got some recorded history. But how often are we not observing these natural events that take place that cause much larger-scale issues? So it's easy to blame us over 200 years, but it's a lot harder to blame something that we physically weren't around to remember or record the way we can now. You know, that's what what you were saying, what you were saying, I find very interesting because anybody who's done their family tree, I mean, you might get back to 1500 if you're really lucky, but that's about as far as you're going to go unless you have royal lineage. And if we have anybody with royal lineage, um, yeah, read my mind. But anyway, um, what you are saying, I think, has some validity. Um, And again, 500 years in geologic time is absolutely nothing a thousand years in geologic time is absolutely nothing and do i have questions about the ice core samples and their validity as a metric in terms of uh, emissions yes i do do i totally discount them no i don't i don't have the requisite knowledge But uh, I am aware, obviously, of the freeze-thaw cycle. Every year we hear about it in Buffalo with the potholes. So I thank you kindly for the uh, phone call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Uh, Thanks for not being ogre. All right. Thank you very much. It's good not to be an ogre. And and look, whether you agree or disagree, honestly, I don't care. I I, want to know your opinion on climate change and is it happening which i believe it is i believe it's always happened and uh 
do you believe that man is actually causing climate change? And frankly, I am not convinced of that. We've had some callers today who have made, I think, some very cogent, rational arguments. Have they been over-the-top convincing to me? No, they have not been, but I don't want to minimize uh, what their opinion happens to be. Uh, As our previous caller just said, we are on this earth for... Well, some of you are going to make uh, 80, 90 years old. I probably will not. But, uh, you know, your your view is as valid as anybody else's view. 